you guys actually listen to that shit? This is the Unemployable Podcast. All right. Go ahead. Really special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Podcast. We're just running back. Let's run it back. You know what you didn't do? You didn't do your... (laughs) No, on to <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode of Unemployable Podcast. Today we have a very, very, very special guest with us, wow. Lahal. <laughs> Hello, people. <laughs> Tell us a little bit. You're just going to end it there? Or you want me to take over now? I'll try. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Lahal is from France. He tattoos over there. Uh, he's guest spotting with us currently, and we have the pleasure of having him on with us today. Yeah. Out from Bordeaux, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pleasure is for me to be here. And okay. first time in U.S.? Yeah, first time in Ooh. America, like north, south. Like yeah. First time I come here is for you guys. Yeah, and I thought <laughs> it was so cool because when we were over visiting you... Mm-hmm. And we're like, yo, have you ever wanted to like, you know, come out to U.S.? And you're kind of like, oh, there's some other places I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's Bring true. Bring them to South Florida. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all places to go. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> like our own country here. Yeah. yeah I saw some part of it. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday you got to go out with Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh, how about you tell us what happened? Yeah, I wanted to see a little bit of the American culture, <laughs> so we went into like the fire weapon place where you just like shoot at some random targets that did nothing wrong to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like we were shooting him because Dan is fucking proud of his like all his weapons. He don't even like he didn't um, tell me how am I supposed to hold it. So I was a little bit too. Close of the, how do you call it, the score? The, the scope. The scope. scope. You're shooting a sniper rifle. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the fucking huge one, you know, like the guy was showing off like, oh, I'm the biggest <laughs> weapon and everyone in the shop is like <laughs> looking at me. Dan's like shooting like other people. <laughs> <laughs> Walks in there with bald eagles and shit. This yeah. is America. Yeah. I'm a veteran, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he told me like, stand like this because you look cool. <laughs> but now cock it to the side. <laughs> And actually, he didn't even told me that I had not to put my eyes too close from the scope. So, like, just like the kickback, just boom. I was like knocking up. And I was like, Do am I bleeding? And the guy was like, Wait, I'm going to take pictures of you. <laughs> He's probably laughing too. <laughs> so, I have a picture like with my, my forehead, like just bleeding. And I'm more like, Can we go home now? Like, but I have more. Bullets to shoot, and I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but um, I love him. I, I think you got lucky, though, that you didn't give yourself a black eye. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because of the scope, it's round and geometric, so I like it. Right. It's formed. Cool scar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have good flow. Yeah. Looks nice. Gives you character. Yeah. Good introduction, American culture. <laughs> that's right. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. <laughs> So we, so Lahal and I met, at first we were talking just through Instagram. Yeah. And I think it was, it was a video with Cam where you said, my middle name's Castle, right? (laughs) Right? 
And then you were like, my middle name's also Castle? I don't know. I don't remember. I think you messaged me, and it was, like, funny, whatever you said. Slip okay. in the DMs. And also, like, your work was amazing. So we were going back and forth, and then you invited me out to France. And I looked at Seth, and I was like, yo, we should do this. Mm. And he was like, yeah, fuck yeah. So we went out there. Um, and I know that I've, I've told you this, and we've we've gone over it but when you do a guest spot like you never know how it's gonna yeah, be yeah that's true right Mm-mm. or even having a guest Mm-mm. right on your end Mm-mm. of it um so i remember we got to france and you're like jet lagged right and you're like oh like what's going on and we're like oh we just got to get a meal so we asked the dude at the hotel he gave us like too many options mm. so we're like all right we'll just go to like the closest one we show up at the cafe and I couldn't figure out if we were just supposed to sit down or if I was like supposed to be seated. So I go over, you know, to the, the person that worked there and I was like, should I just sit down or should I wait to be seated? And as soon as I spoke English, you could kind of see she didn't really like me. <laughs> Not and English, American. American, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, way worse. And she was like, just sit down, you know, whatever. I was like, all right, cool. So we like sit at the table and she's like, not that table. And I was like, all right. And like, we hadn't slept in a long time. And, you know, Seth's cranky as fuck. So we were just like, you know, fuck this. We're not even gonna, we're not even gonna sit here. So we're like there, and I'm like, damn, I don't know, like if France is gonna be that cool. <laughs> you know? it's a good start. And we got to the shop. I think it was the next day, and it was nothing but like an amazing welcome. Um, Lahal was such an amazing host. The tattooing was awesome. The shop was awesome. The People at the shop were great. Like, everyone was involved. It was kind of everything you could hope for in a guest spot. Uh, so not only was the week amazing, but then Lahal's taking us out to all these, you know, castles, these restaurants. And he's, you know, you were asking, you're like, if you want, I can tell you everything about the architecture or, or not. Or I could be quiet and we could just walk. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's talk about it, you know. And we were going around, and I was just so impressed with the knowledge you had about everything. Thank you. And you could see that um, you had taken the time to really learn where you lived and the culture and things associated with that, which, to be honest, is not really that common here, mm-hmm. you know, here in, in the U.S. Uh, I feel like, at least my experience, a lot of people take surroundings for granted and a lot of things for granted, and I could see that you didn't. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying, you know, most most people around here or they like trash their own their <laughs> yeah. own state. Like, oh, folk are not this place, you know, whatever. This McDonald's been here since 1843. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then as like a f- finale, like at the end of the week, you took me to the, the chateau and we mm. did my head tattoo in the castle. Yeah, which was amazing. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because that's a, n- a newer project that mm. you've been working on. So rather than me explain it to them, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I'm going to try. So, yeah, first of all, I started by making ornamental style into the tattoo industry. And um, I feel a bit weird about it because uh, that's not my culture to do mandalas and stuff like this. And I was searching for shapes that could fit with 
what I am. And um, because I was starting to search about it, at some point it just like like a normal kind of point of view to see that I was surrounded surrounded by all that architectural, ornamental, medieval stuff, and I just like it just pop up, you know, like a brain fart. Yeah, you're like, what I shapes like, did I use? And you're like, oh, how about <laughs> all these? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was like kind of a waste not to use it. And I started to use it, and actually, it was something that I was. It was part of me since ages, but I was not using it because I thought that maybe it will not work into tattoo industry. And I, when I start to make like rose windows, I start to hide it in the mandala shape. Yeah, and I thought that nobody will want that kind of stuff. And I posted in the same week, like I had three emails and I was a very small, young tattooist. I had three emails, like, can I have that kind of stuff? And I was like, okay, so actually it's a rose window. Do you really want a rose window? And they were like, yeah, I want it. And I was okay, yeah, we can start it. So Why, did I, you think it was more like a feminine thing? No, it was more like a nerd thing. Oh, okay, you yeah. Know, like history, culture. Yeah. And it's not really realable or retailable to, like, Tattoo, you know, yeah. like you have like hardcore counterculture tattoo stuff and very fancy, right? Cultural architecture, castle, medieval history, and I didn't know if it was like mixable, you know. Sure. And actually, it is. Right. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> pretty well, and um, it was very cool because I thought that I could learn about it. And that's a very cool thing about the work that we do, like being tattooist. It's that we can learn every day about something or we can just wait for a client that comes. Because actually every client has something to teach us. Right. You can just say, okay, I'm going to do the lettering for you. Or you can like ask, okay, so what does that mean for you? Like, uh, What do you want yeah. to say? Like, What is the deep, deepest meaning of your stories? And each time you're going to learn something. And that's a very cool thing. So I, I started to learn because I had some architects that wanted me to tattoo them. Oh, that's cool. And they said, like, uh, can I have an axonometric stuff? And I was like, a what? Right, right. <laughs> like, and so I started to buy books. Mm. And I realized that I knew how to read. You know what those are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tattooists. Yeah. And um, so I started to learn about it. And... No, I only tattoo architecture. That's it. I yeah. only do like medieval architecture, gothic architecture, ornamental. And um, because I learned a lot about it, not on purpose, but sometimes it was just like, oh, I should need that kind of shapes for my tattoo. And you just have the name, right? you know, near the, the picture. So little by little, you just start learning. And... Um, it's like I'm giving something back to the architecture because now I'm living thanks to the architecture and I want I wanted to give something back to it, like right. to the legacy, to the patrimony. And um, I, I had this idea, like, can I show to the people what it actually looks like? 
like a castle, what it is, like what you think it is, because we all have these fantasies about it, yeah. around it, like, okay, Lord of the Rings is cool, like Game of Thrones, actually. But like when you look at the history and the real castle, sometimes it's even more amazing yeah. than, than the fantasies. And um, so I had this idea, can, can I go tattoo in a castle? And like, can I take a client, a project, go there, tattoo there, and mixing like cool footages of the castle, of the tattoo, and maybe explaining in a cool way what is a castle, what is like a, a dungeon, like all the names that I don't know in English. Yeah, yeah. You have subtitles. And right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we started like this, and at first it was very difficult to convince the people of the castle that no, I'm not gonna like do something hardcore in your castle and yeah. that I very respect that art and I just want to bring some people, more people to your castle because all the people that going to the castle now are kind of old people. Yeah. And it's so fucking cool. So probably even more so with the cathedrals, right? Yeah, yeah. But like it's even more difficult to the cathedral because actually it's religious. Yeah. And like making really, really a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making something in that kind of place is very, very difficult. Especially if like clothes come off, you were saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's my last problem in the third episode is I was tattooing a chest piece on a woman. Right. And it was in um chapel and it was a non um Catholic chapel because like it belongs now to the castle, so it's not a chapel where People you worship. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to tattoo there, but the um, people from the castle told me, like, can we not have the final pack shot when she's just, like, removed <laughs> right. the blanket that she You're like, yo, like, like <laughs> in between masks, can I, like, tattoo this naked yeah. girl? Or is yeah. that, like, cool or whatever? That's tight, though. Yeah. And my video guy was so, so sad because actually the footage is amazing. Like, yeah. all the lights and the chapel. She's just like remove, and you see like your right. tattoo is appearing, and but we're gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> remove it. That's Patreon, yeah, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Only. And fun. then the the and you just started posting these episodes. Yeah, that's very very new. Actually, I'm working on it since July, so more than six months now because all the authorization was very very long to have. Yeah. So it's very, very new. I only have like two episodes because it takes so much time to do it. Yeah. So I only have like now two episodes out. I try to do one per month. Mm -hmm. But it, like, we really tried to make it look good. Yeah, no, <laughs> and it does. Yeah, not something yeah, like I, cheap. I saw the one with him. That episode was really cool. You liked it? Yeah, I did a lot. That was a really cool concept. Did you learn some stuff? Mm-hmm. What did you learn? <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, casuals are cool. Casual yeah. <laughs> and tiles. Yeah, but you can tell, like, the production quality is awesome. Yeah. And even the intro when you're, like, standing there, and it's under, um, it's just your name if people want to see it, right? L-A-H-H-E-L, Lal, YouTube. Yeah, it's very well put together. I enjoyed I the drone shots too. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Drones are cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool because the art, you get to see so much more of the castle from a different mm. point of view. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Mm. John know, gets back and he's like, yo. So, sorry? 
John, as soon as John got back to the shop, he goes, yo, before we talk about it, we need a drone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drone is so cool. That's how we're filming the TikTok. From now on. <laughs> Just us flying <laughs> Yeah, and even if I don't really have, like, um, big visibility on the videos now, actually, it's what I told you, I don't really care. It's just for me, for now, because yeah. it's so cool to tattoo in the castle. Yeah. So even if I don't make videos about it, just like giving me the permission, like allow me to tattoo in a castle. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I love it. Yeah, because when we did it, we were like high up on the tower. Mm -mm. Like it took a long time to walk up yeah. all the stairs, you mm -hmm. know? And I thought it was cool how you take direct elements from the castle and incorporate it in the tattoo design. And I liked how when we were doing the video, you would have me like stand there and you'd point on my head, you know, at an arch or an opening. And then we're standing right next to the point of the castle that has that same thing. Yeah. And that's cool for the client, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's cool for everyone. Like, yeah. That's cool for the client, for the castle, for me. Right, like, right, okay. <laughs> you know, that's cool right. for everything for the design it helps me because it actually it adds some constraints to the yeah. design and i think that adding constraints help you to be more into the art yeah do you get any uh i know you said it was difficult getting into the castles at first what kind of feedback are you getting from artists in your area because no one's really doing that right no, actually, I'm. I think I'm the first one. Or yeah. if someone like finds something like this, like just tell me because I I never saw something. like Yeah, this. I haven't either. Mm. Um, but are people like talking about it? Yeah, yeah, actually a lot. No, a lot. Like for now, I have like two videos out. Yeah, and two thousand views on each videos. Right. So like, I think that everyone that saw the videos just. Fucking liked it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a lot. So I, but I'm patient. So yeah. like, I just gonna make more of it. Um, yeah. We will see. Yeah. Yeah, but it shows in your work. Like, I feel yeah. like when people do stuff specifically to get like the views and all that, mm. they'll just conform and, and try to get what people like. When you do something you're passionate about, it shows. And it shows in the videos. Mm. Like, just the way you talk about it. You've done the research and yeah. it shows. Even yeah, if you take your time. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing but quality. Yep. Yeah, and if you're producing content, like you have to, you don't have to, I guess, but I think you should. <laughs> you should. You should care about what you're doing, yeah. or very quickly it's going to become work and annoying, and and you'll see and that change. And that's why when, like, we started making videos, I was like, what am I passionate about? And it's, like, making fun of people. Mm. I will do that for the rest of my fucking life, you know? <laughs> but you can see it, man. Like, you can see in the videos, or at least I can, like, when you're doing it, like, how much you care and how knowledgeable you are about that. And it was, that it was even when we weren't tattooing, we were just walking around. That was nice. Cool. Because I'm, you know, as a foreigner, like, I'm looking up at this stuff. I don't know what it is. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and you're like, oh, this, you know, it, based on the arches, it was probably <laughs> built during this time period. I'm like, oh, cool. what about that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I like that. Mm. You know, I think, I think it's sick. You know, I had this um, history teacher. 
she wrote a comment yeah. and she wrote me on Instagram. She told me like, fuck, if all this history teacher could be that cool, yeah. it could help a lot the students. And she wrote me like, can I show the video to my students? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I cool. showed it to my mother, like you know, like actually I'm good at class. Yeah, <laughs> See, new mom. substitute See. in town. Yeah. Now I open books, mom. Right, right. <laughs> I can read, mom. <laughs> Not very fast, but <laughs> a thousand views are just the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it was the school. Cool. The whole cool. school watched the video that day. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> oh man. So obviously, there are some differences from, I mean, everything, but let's talk about tattooing specifically, France versus here. Yeah. What are some major changes that you've noticed? So first, I wanted to add something that you said at the first of the video. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that uh, the reason why the girl was so mean, so mean to you when you went to the coffee. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, because <laughs> at the middle of the week, actually, you asked me like, What the fuck? Like, are people uh, why are people are mean to me? Right. And I said, like, are you speaking in English? Yeah. And you said yes. And I said, you're not in England, right? Or right, in America? Right. Like, I, I, and I just said, like, try to say bonjour or to say merci. Like, it's something that we do in Europe when you go to Italy, for example. You just learn, like, I don't know, five words, yeah, just to say, like, I know that I'm in your country. And yeah. actually, it's something very uncommon in um, for with the American people, all the American people, because they know that kind everyone speak English. They just like come in and speak, like and entitled. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it's just like I'll say it, so you don't have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Arrogant pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't said it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like, yeah, uh, starting with, um, I don't know, if you go to Germany, you, you start with, like, Guten Tag, you know, yeah. and you, like, in, Sp in Spain, you say uh, hello, or just, like, you, you, you try to always have, like, a word or two in their language to say, like, okay, I respect the fact that I'm in your country. Right. And actually, I think yeah, you changed that. When I said it. Right. And how is it after? Right. And it worked out well. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it really did put it into perspective because you said it in a really nice way to me. Just, I think. Yeah, you didn't know it. So it's right, not your It was fault, something like, along the lines yeah. of, hey, if you, sh if you show that you're just trying, mm. even if your accent sucks, mm. even if you mispronounce a word, yeah. but you just show you're trying, people will respect that. Mm. You know, mm. so I'd like walk in, I'd be like, bonjour, you know, and, <laughs> and then they'd go in French and I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> no, 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 Yeah, but then you start laughing and right. people are smiling and you have a good time. Yeah. Mm. Also, I, a lot of my clients over there spoke French, so I would just grab them and yeah. be like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner with me? <laughs> All right, tell them what we want. Talk, talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but there was a lot of fun stuff, like even with some of the food and you telling me the proper way to eat it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, don't you fucking put that on the bread. Yeah, you know? that's a culture. Yeah. <laughs> like the foie gras don't go over the bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was yeah. fun, though. It was fun to learn. It was, you know, it was fun to just participate. Like, cool, this is different. Like, mm -hmm. let me 
you know, be open. Let me show respect the best way, you know, that I can while we're over here. Mm. And by the end of the week, by the end of the first week, I loved it, man. Oh, thank like you. the schedule was amazing. Like we woke up, I don't know, seven, eight o'clock. Uh, Seth and I would walk to the shop, which was like a mile away. Beautiful walk, right? Because all the history is there, you know, all the architecture. Um, and we're in Bordeaux, so we're crossing. It's a river, right? Yeah. So we get to walk along that long bridge, start tattoos at, you know, 10, which in my brain, it's like three in the morning. <laughs> you know? uh, we finish at six, and then we'd go out to dinner for like four hours. Mm, I say we adapt that. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. Mm. It was really nice. Visiting villages and like all the backcountry roads and like yeah. cities. Yeah. Um, and we went to Saint Emilion, right? Saint Emilion, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was because Bordeaux cool. is the southwest of France. We're near, actually, like we're quite neighboring because, yeah. like, you're just the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Sure. So next time I will go to the shore, I will look at the horizon. That's you do the same, <laughs> and maybe we can like. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was Seth with all those? Welcoming rules <laughs> you know, and food you know. rules. Yeah. <laughs> I could just see him putting everything on the bread he's not supposed to. <laughs> Seth, no, no, he was respectful as well. For Seth, he did. Seth did great. We like got over there, and he's like, well. "Where's Louis Vuitton?" <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Dior. Yeah, and then, uh, but it was cool. A lot of people were like skateboarding in the street, which Seth really liked. So we would kind of post up at, uh, well, what was so nice is like in that area, all the restaurants, they're like right in the street. Yeah, like sitting outside. And a lot of it is like a walking city. So you can sit there, you're on the edge of essentially the road, which is like a walking road. And there's just so much to watch because it is watch. a city. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's cool. And there's always something going on, whether it's like the people skateboarding or, you know, just uh, walking by all different fashion so it was nice to just sit there for hours. Yeah. You know, La when you talk. Rose. What's that? La vie en rose. What's that? La vie en rose. La vie en rose? Yeah, it's like life in pink. Yeah, La vie en rose, Cam. <laughs> so, Love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was really nice, you know, and Lahal took us to um, some really cool restaurants, uh, some Michelin star restaurants. I had the cheese allergy. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you almost died. Yeah, that was you want to cool, give a quick though. rundown of that story? I, <laughs> I think, think it's I, fun. I think I already told this yeah, story. Yeah, did he? Yeah. yeah. It was us. fine. I just had an allergic reaction. I went outside, smoked a cigarette. That cured it. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. But for the record, like, we didn't know. Yeah. Like, because you just said, like, mm, I feel a little bit weird. Then you went out. Yeah. And we're like, is it okay? And you went back and was... I almost died. And <laughs> he, he was like so calm, you know? I was like, right. Not seriously? <laughs> but thanks to the French cigarettes, <laughs> it saved my life. <laughs> it killed yeah. whatever was in there. Yeah, everything in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Including your soul. Yeah. I just love that you came back with all these cool videos and photos. And one of the first things that you're going to look back on your camera roll is... Will be my forehead, like, just... 
That and Adrian and I eating fucking Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> True. <laughs> the box there, he's like, yeah, it was the America. first thing I, I saw here was a box of donuts on yeah. the table. I was like, oh, America. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Well, we were talking the other night about um, like the overuse and wastefulness here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he, cause he was explaining that, oh, like, even like when stores are closed, they leave the lights on. I think that was the first thing we talked about. And then, you know, everyone, especially here, has, like, crazy cars, you know, that guzzle gas. Um, and there are rules over by you. Yeah. And you'll get fined, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In France, if you just let the light on on the store, when, like, the store is closed, you will pay a massive tax, like yeah. a like bill, you know, like something that's not good. And even if you want to buy a car, if the car polluted too much right like it's an unnecessary like you i think you said like a corvette or something yeah yeah you will have like i don't know i I don't remember the 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 numbers but to be very fair so i'm gonna like yeah put it down but if you buy like a big car um fifty thousand euros so it's almost same for dollars you will have to add like another 30,000 euros just for the pollution taxes. Right. Just to get to to say to the people that you don't need that car because like you need more your planet than your fucking car. Right. You know <laughs> yeah. that, that you don't even drive correctly because you have speed limits. So yeah. like <laughs> yeah. we don't care about the noise, we don't care about the speed. I <laughs> love that. So yeah, it's something in France like uh, we really try to like you know every morning when I'm at set place because um, I'm there. Um, I try to turn off all the lights. In, in his house? In oh, house. he leaves all yeah. of them on. Dude, it's <laughs> so bad. Because it said that it costs more to cut it off than to let it on. I don't think that's no, true. No. <laughs> I think don't believe that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I've heard that before, too, though. I've heard that shit before, too. Like, I like don't use. Not even just from him, from, like, mm. everyone mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'll have, yeah. like, the garage light on. <laughs> you don't even go in there. <laughs> you haven't been in your garage in months. <laughs> the light's on. Yeah. What about tattoo-wise? I mean, we noticed that tattoos are more expensive here, right? Yeah, because life is more expensive here. Right. Yeah. So, um, it depends. It depends on the artist. Like, I think um, most of the the French artist will be between 600 euro per day. Same for dollars. Yeah, yeah. But actually, when you guys are running a house for $3,000, the same house in France is $1,000. Right. So actually, like, the life is going the same, you know? Somewhat similar. Yeah, Yeah, very similar. Yeah, it's interesting because I'll have some clients that are tattooers Mm. and they live like Midwest or North and they're still charging, you know, between a thousand and two thousand a day. But the cost of living is like way down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like what you're saying, like maybe a thousand dollars a month. uh, Just to get really specific, I had one client, he said for sixteen hundred a month, he had a four bedroom house. Mm. So if you're making, you know, 1500 2000 a day, and your cost of living is like that. You're living pretty good. Yeah. My house is four bedrooms. Yeah. And I, like, 
it's 1000 euro yeah and I have like a huge garden and right. there is like two levels in my house and my living room is like 70 meter squares yeah like it's so it's not that expensive right mm. we <laughs> we always like have to look up the conversion yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Meta squares. 14 like, right, yeah <laughs> miles oh, kilometers metric systems you american people <laughs> our own made up this is our made up system and we like it it's simple <laughs> So, yeah, and it's something, actually, um, it's, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but here in U.S., like, kind of the, all the people have their full salary, just, bus, just give you your full salary, and so, when you ask someone to pay you, it will think with his full salary, and the difference is in France, um, you don't have your full salary, like, when the boss give you your salary, he already removed all the healthcare, all right. the re retired, blah, blah, blah. So, like, for example, in France, if you get paid, like, 4,000 euro, you will only have, like, 2,000 because all the rest go to the taxes, the blah, 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 blah. So, so you send that in for them? No, you, like, you, you just don't have it. Oh, okay, okay. Like, gotcha. the boss do it. Like all the government do it, so like the two the two thousands that remains is what you actually keep right. because like health insurance is like you have to yeah. it's not a choice and um, people that add that they keep only two thousand euro when we tattooists ask them to pay the full because we have to pay for our healthcare and yeah. blah blah so it's like an evil, you know, it's because like they think that with they just keep, but we are asking what we have to pay with taxes. Right. But here, you are on the same level. Like if they want to pay taxes, they can, but they have all. You you know what I mean? I don't know right. if it's clear. Maybe no, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So typically here with the artists. They're what's called a 1099. So mm. it's kind of like, here's all your money. Pay your own taxes. Yeah. Right? Mm -mm. And hopefully, everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it is kind of a different system. There are some people, like employees, mm. that are what's called W-2. And all those taxes are taken out. Mm. You know? Okay. But, you know, you can get creative with different ways and then there's things that you can write off because you spend it on the business or whatever. But I under, it is there is a, a difference. Yeah, and they pay you cash sometimes. Yeah. And week per week. Yeah. So you have like tons of money that right. burns your fingers. Right. That you have to... Spend. Spend <laughs> no, in yeah. a tattoo, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and it's not like this in France and it's because like I think it's why the rates are so low. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a major problem here and i was seeing it all the time before borrowed time all the shops that i would work at is you know all the artists would make all this cash they'd be on 1099 mm. and they'd either spend it all mm. or they would try to do their taxes mm. and they would owe too much at the end of the year and they would always end up with zero mm. you know and bad credit and it just hurt them mm -mm. so here at the shop we kind of implemented a different system where we don't do that um, you know, we set up paychecks, everyone's on direct deposit and really trying to, to better that system.
That's cool. You know, to create it, to be a little bit more organized. There have even been times where we had, not like classes, but uh, like I would come in and we would do a seminar on how to structure that. Okay. You know, like we have accountants and CPAs that we, we recommend to everyone here, like mm -hmm. use them and they'll explain what to do, uh, get everyone incorporated. And I think for the most part, everyone here does that. And it's cool because you see the artists um, saving money. You see them able to buy homes, to get cars, to, to do all these things mm -hmm. that prior, like I could never do. And I didn't see my friends doing it. Mm. It was always like cash <laughs> yeah. deals. You know, and trying I'm to hoping avoid. I will die soon. <laughs> Getting old will be difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we we definitely we definitely see those problems here. Mm. You know, be, because of uh, how lax, how relaxed the 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 system can can get. Okay. Right. I mean, you went to college for that. Yeah, accounting <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> This might be a stupid question, but in school, do they teach English like an elective? Because I took French for a year. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I think that we start to learn English since we are like 10 years old. Nice. And you will have like English all the years, like every year. But as most of the students, you just forget it. <laughs> Yep. So like I only remember how to go to like say can I go to the bathroom because you have to ask. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Uh, Come on, you know it's a uh, like a uh, salle de Dian, something like that. You, you were close. Sont les toilettes. Is it a toilet? Shit, they told me a different word. I think in our French class they said Est-ce que je peux aller aux toilettes? Est-ce que je peux? Can right. I go to the bathroom? Right. And where is the bathroom? Right, and then they taught us Xinhua, which means Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can tell. I've been to Europe a few times. <laughs> so cultured. <laughs> yeah, actually, I learned um, speaking English in Spain. Really? Yeah, because I was living in Barcelona for more than a year. Did you get an accent? From being over there, it was the same. No, because like nobody speaks Spanish in Barcelona. Mm. Barcelona is a multicultural city, right. so I was in a shop where there was like um, German, Argentine, English um, from Copenhagen. So many people from all over the world, and we were actually speaking English all the time. You know what I really liked is the breakdown you gave me at dinner the other night with the ages. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember. You're like, um, this country is like this ah, old. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you say that again? Because it was so good. It like broke down all of Europe for me. <laughs> yeah, it's the difference of the cultural... Um, it's like it's you take every country and you give them... An age. I'm gonna explain to you because I already did to him. Right. So, <laughs> so, so pay attention um, to <laughs> know a little bit what you can expect to people from their. That's my usual morning time to wake up. This is when you can't <laughs> interrupt the podcast every time. Sorry. <laughs> Aloha, move your mic a little more closer. Yeah, a little right. bit closer. 
As you were saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for example, you can say that um, Spanish people, so Spain is like a country that have like 14 years old because you have like your first scooter and you can, you start to be a little bit like foolish and you know, like you're very teenager kind of, but you're still very kind mm -hmm. because like, you know, like, you start to discovering life at 14 years old and then you will have like Italian people, for example, they're like 18 years old. So you have your new car <laughs> and you start like showing off and like very nice clothes and all about the girls, but the girls don't care about you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then like you have friends, friends is 21 years old is when you start to think that you know everything <laughs> and you're like, uh, no, I know like, But that shit, don't, I don't care because, like, you know, and that's very French. And then you will have, like, for example, um, Germans people, they are like 30 years old, so a little bit more into the adulthood. So you start keeping down a mm -hmm. little bit, and you will have like Norwegian people, they're like 50 years old <laughs> because it's just like get over that shit you yeah. know <laughs> just, just it getting yeah. calm and the more you go to the north and the more people are calm and it's very fun to see like you can actually compare the culture with a uh, an age it's like a different energy in every country yeah. so cam's very french then <laughs> <laughs> fucking know it all <laughs> he's 20 22 right yeah. yeah he's right in there what's our age it's americans <laughs> Four. Uh, no, it's the um, the drunk uncle, <laughs> the drunk uncle that that speak exactly. about politics and like. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. A little, <laughs> little creepy. <laughs> and because you know, Earth is flat. <laughs> Past criminal record. Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to be the drunk uncle. <laughs> I am that. <laughs> the trunk Getting going. a little bit too close of the cuisine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cam, since we have our really, 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 really special guest really special. here, you don't have any questions you want to bother him with? I do. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I want to know, like, what really got you in architecture? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> like, next question. I stumped nice him. question, Cam. <laughs> next. Stumped him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, for real, I don't know. It's as I told. It's I was um, my mother actually. Like last time I went um, to her place, she just found back a massive collection of drawings I made when I was uh, when I was Spanish, so 14 years old, <laughs> and <laughs> and it was all about. Dracula castle and knights and and swords and because medieval stuff yeah medieval yeah. very medieval because I used to play Dungeon and Dragons like wall game and um, I I did another classes like how do you call it do you have that kind of things in in America when you do like a year and you was not good enough so you have to do it again flunking yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's, it's called failure free. here yeah, it's called fail <laughs> they don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> So I did it because of a video game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -mm. So you played the the game so much that yeah. you had to take it again. Yeah. Mm -mm. It was um, all that kind of medieval games, you know, and and Lord of the Rings. I was reading, watching, 
and I was hiding when I was I think six years old. I went in school hiding a fake sword in my hand <laughs> and was like walking all the day like this. And at the end of the day, my mother was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I have my sword. Yeah. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> I get medieval on anybody who wants yeah. to smoke. <laughs> You're about to get jumped. Or was it like paper? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I think I was always into that kind of stuff. And um, there is um, an old singer in France, like a very famous one, um, Brel. And he said, if you want to find your, your real passion, find what you used to love to do when you were young, but like a child. And if you find it during your adulthood, it will be the, the thing that can drive you on, you know? That makes sense, because when I was yeah. a kid, I loved... To do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and you then see? as an adult, <laughs> I found my passion. <laughs> no, kids. Not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you got into tattooing a little later, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started tattooing when I was um, 28. Right. And I'm 36 now. Right. Hmm. What, because what did you do before that? I was working in advertising. I was artistical director. No. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember you were telling me about that when we were in the car. Mm -mm. And and I like that because I feel I feel here it's very encouraged. Like, if you're going to get into tattooing, do it when you're really young. Mm. I think part of that has to do with the apprenticeship. Like, hey, you're going to work for free, so if you're yeah. young, you can kind of be at your parents' house and, like, have that help. Yeah, the economy. It's it's a lot harder to do when you're older. It's yeah. very different in France. Actually, we are yeah. looking for apprentices that are a little bit older because like we are considering that too young, you don't have something strong enough in you, within you, to put into your tattoos. Yeah. So it will be empty of sense. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and even more, like, if you didn't make any job before being tattooist, you will not be able to realize how lucky you are you know because you have to get up early to to go to working at mcdonald i don't know like yeah. i did it you know like right. on my resume i have so many fucking bad job right because i did it and now i know that no actually being on time is not that hard <laughs> <sighs> Shut yeah because here we expect or let me say i expect when I get an, an apprentice, that they're a complete idiot, <laughs> you know? And they have no life experience. Why that? Because that's how it was for me. Okay. You know, like when I came in to be an apprentice, like I was not only in ex lacking experience, but I was a terrible person mm -hmm. in general. And I like to think tattooing kind of saved me in that way. And my mentors sculpted me to to be hardworking, to have passion, and, and, like, what's important and what's not. Flip a coin. What's that? It's a bet. Like, you flip a coin. Right. You don't know who is in front of you, actually. Yeah, yeah. So so I try to have, like, little things that we'll look for, like, little tests in the beginning. Like, just start showing up or, you know, and then after a couple months go by and, and it's working, it's like, okay, let's get to work now. But I, I kind of like your way. It's almost like... 
I'm looking for like the puppy and I'll just train him. That's mm. fine. You're like, I'm not dealing with that shit. I want a well-trained, you know, adult dog or, mm. you know, whatever. Yeah. I had two different kind of artists in my shop. Like one that started, it was almost his first job. Yeah. And it was, he always have been tattooist. And for him, it's all about getting famous and like, having how do you call it like when you start to showing off and you start to consider like diva that, yeah diva you know diva. that kind of diva yeah and so this guy just left the shop because at some point it was too good you know and his yeah. ego was not able to get through the door anymore yeah and <laughs> and i make this door bigger <laughs> <laughs> you've always walking through <laughs> and i have another one and the other one used to be um what do you call it? like not doctor but nurse? Yeah, like, medical. Yeah, and it was at the urgency hospital. Hospital, so it was like dealing with many massive mess, you know. And it was waking up early during the nights, and like that's a hard job. Yeah. And now that he's a tattooist, he he's just so annoyed by all that kind of diva stuff because it's like. Do you know what I get through it? Like, right. it's so cool to be able to, like, my, my job is just, like, making drawings and people happy, yeah. you know? And you have the other one, like, no, but, like, 10 minutes late, it's quite okay because, like, my client is not here yet. And you're like... Yeah, it's ungrateful. You know? No uh, comparison. No comparison. Right. No comparison at all. And I think that all the tattooists should make... <laughs> stages or you know class in right. a, an actual work right. <laughs> that you have to dig or break rocks so you know like at the factory or all that kind of shitty works before becoming a tattooist because then you realize and you know i have a friend and he's a tattooist since i don't know like 10 years now and at some point you get bored of it because it happened right and he was brave enough to stop it and to go back to some kind of factory shit. Okay. Yeah. And he did it. And he did it for one year. And he started tattooing again. And now he's fucking happy. Yeah. Because he realized, you know. What, had. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about what you have? No, I'm very lucky. I'm grateful. Do you think that like working here helped? Or l let's just say like working in the industry has helped you grow in some of those ways? Yeah, it's definitely changed me as a person more than I thought. A lot more than I thought. Yeah, I'm definitely a completely different person than I probably would have been if I, like, continued through college or something. Like, yeah, you got a beard now? Yeah, they added a couple years on me. <laughs> it's really fucking stressful. <laughs> but that's real. Like, but it's I, good, though. How old are you? 22? I just turned 22, yeah, last week. That's already like very mature to be here because at 22, I was still at school and making party all yeah. the nights, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. And I think that maybe you will realize even more after, like when you will be like 28 and you will look at what you were when you were like 22. I'm already grateful because I talk to like my friends that are in college still and they're like, mm. I'm miserable, you know, like I hate yeah. it or like you know, friends that are working at McDonald's still. So I'm very grateful. Mm. And I think traveling, well, you just, you need something to compare it to. Yeah, true. Right? Mm. So I think traveling and getting to experience different things and like being aware of your surroundings. 
Yeah. You know, even with like clients, like I always ask my clients, like, what do you do for work? You know, and a lot of times doesn't sound too good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. Like I'm an accountant. I was like, gross. Yeah. Or even like he said, like with nurse or in the hospital, like all of clients are like, yeah, I just got off a two day shift. Do you mind if I sleep through the whole tattoo? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. That tattoo like a firefighter, and he's like, I just worked like 48 hours. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah, we have like, we have a job where we can travel kind of everywhere in the world and still work. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like, he's giving to you the most valuable present ever. Like, you will be able to fish everywhere in the world now. I heard present. He heard prison. I heard prison. Present. I said this a place gift. does feel like a prison. You're right. Oh, this is prison. <laughs> I'm trapped. Help. Help me. But I'll, I'll have that conversation with some of the younger guys, and I can tell. Like you know, sometimes I have a problem with people arriving on time. They're like, oh, it's just ten minutes. I'm like, but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is that we all have an amazing job, and I don't have many rules. One of my things is just be here on time, be ready, and let's do this together. But that goes a long way. It's being on time with your clients. It's like it's it's more than just yo be here on time. It's prioritizing. Mm-hmm. It's getting your shit ready. It's getting everything set, and we all open up as a team. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference between the younger guys and the older guys, and a lot of them it's because they haven't had another job. They haven't had to fucking wear a uniform and go work for this fucking place and clock in and like pray I can have lunch today because we're busy as fuck. We all have a privilege of doing this. So one little rule that I have, you know, and I'll have to smack people in the hand for it. But it's it's more than just being on time. It's a, it's respect for the shop and, you know, for us. I well, really, really hope the, that one of my tattooists will watch this video and listen to you. Thank you. <laughs> you have the comparison yeah. that we're talking about. Like prior to this job, I mean. It, it, yeah, I worked you, for the county. Yeah. I couldn't fuck up, couldn't be late. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I can understand, you know, like you're doing a job because of you. So you, sometimes you say like, oh, 10 minutes, it's okay. Like we're doing, we're having a dream job and 10 minutes, it's changing everything, nothing. But actually I agree. Like being on time is not being here when the shop is going to open. Being on time is being here like 10 minutes before the shop is going to open. Because exactly. if you're not here, maybe your client will come and it's your coworker that will welcome your clients, you know? Mm-hmm. And you will be very pleased that your coworker have been here before you. So maybe it's cool if you here and you can do it for your coworker because maybe at some point your coworker will have kind of problems to be here all the time, like yep. a real one, like car stuff. And, and that's like respectful to be here for Actually, the shop, you know, the team, like, it's the same boat we're in together. Yeah. So, yeah, agree. Yeah, it didn't click for me until maybe 24, 24 years old. I think I'd been tattooing for six years. Uh, that it was completely up to me, right? Because I was working for other people, you know, at, as an employee in my head, and I was just so used to the boss or someone telling me what to do. Be here at this time. Do this tattoo. Do this piercing. Leave at this time. Stay late. Come early. Whatever. And I was just kind of like waiting for my orders. Mm. You know? 
and then I realized that I would like to be farther ahead in life than, than I was. And talking with my bosses and being like, let's do this, let's do that, whatever. And they sometimes they weren't interested. Mm. And I was like, oh, I feel like I can't progress. And then there'd be the fear of like, oh, wait, like I can't rely on anyone. I can only rely on myself. And at first that was like scary. Like, shit, no one's here to like do it for me. All these other jobs I've had, like, you know, I have a team, I have, you know, uh, the structure, it, they've, they've done it. But then at some point, like I saw the other side of it, which is like, well, yeah, I have to rely on myself, but maybe that's a good thing because maybe I'm willing to work harder than where I'm at in life right now, you know, and okay, I'm going to put in more time, more effort, whatever it is. And that ended up being one of the coolest things about the job because a lot of other jobs or corporate jobs, no matter how hard you work, you get paid the same amount of money. I agree. This is like the type of job where it's like, it comes down to you if you want things to happen. Mm -mm. Right. And I was just like limiting myself Mm. and I didn't even realize it. I thought it was other people. I thought it was the shop. I thought it was my boss. I thought it was my coworkers. But it was really me. Mm. And I think at the time I was waking up at like 11 o'clock. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'd come in at noon, like fucking mm. cam, loser. <laughs> and if I wasn't tattooing, I would like leave early. Mm. And I was like, well, what if I wake up a little earlier? What if I give my drawing a little more time? What if I produce better tattoos? Like I'll stay a little later if I have to. Oh, wow, the tattoos are coming out better. Maybe I could charge a little more. You know, and then it's like... That just kept going. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was like, hey, you should do this. You should add this to your life. And they're like, I don't have time. Mm. And I'm like, like that's. You don't want to find. Like, yeah, no, like you're limiting yourself. Mm. Like you, you have time, Mm. you know, like wake up a half hour earlier Mm. and, and put a half hour into that every day, you know, And then you find a new thing, wake up a little earlier. And that was like my process. Like waking up at 11, I was like, I want to spend more time on my design. Now I'm waking up at 1030. Oh, I want to stay a little bit later, you know, at work. I'm going to sleep a little later. Now I want to go to the gym. I wake up an hour earlier. I bought a dog. I got to walk the dog. All of a sudden I'm waking up at seven o'clock. I don't even go into work at at one o'clock. But and you've done that too. Yeah, but that's you. That's you. Right, but it's 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 a lot of us, and, and we've done it. Like You're like, hey, I want to open a shop. That comes mm. with responsibilities. Hey, I want to start this channel with the castles. Uh, you're doing that on your off time, <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a lot of time. Mm. You know, hey, I want to research this architecture so I can implement it into my artwork. Like, these are all extra things. But I'm not playing to Elden Rings. Right, <laughs> right. You have to give up some stuff. Yeah, you, know? you have. You have to, and that's why I, I just said, throw the yeah. Xbox out of my house. <laughs> like everyone now is telling me, like you have to play to Hogwarts, blah blah blah. Yeah, but because there is a castle in it, and the <laughs> castle is so cool, and I'm like, I saw so fucking better castle. Yeah. Like, for real, <laughs> real ones, and I can <laughs> touch it for real. Yeah. Okay, I don't have like magic ones, but like, I don't right. Care. right. <laughs> Nah, but this like bullshit about like, oh, I don't have enough clients. Oh, I don't have, I don't make enough money, which Mm. like happens here. I'm like, what did you do this week to do Mm. that? Most of the time they say nothing, bro. It's about the shoulders, like how big they are because you have shoulders to carry everything, but most of the people can't. And if they say, I don't have time, most of the time I I realize that like, um, not that 
long ago. It's real. When they say I don't have time, it's real because they have to keep time to be cool because they can handle all the pressure that we love to have. Maybe you're right. You know? And sometimes we're just like, you can do, because right. I know that we are very similar. So like, sometimes you just see uh, like the potential of a, of a guy and, yeah. and you say, you can do better. I know that you can do better. So you're going you're gonna to push him and you're going to do better. But at some point, he's going to hate you as well yeah. because it's too <laughs> much for him, right. you know? And some, sometimes you just, like, you just have to say, okay, you should do that. If you're not going to do it, it's maybe because you need to rest. And it's, if you feel good like this, it's okay. Actually, there will be another good artist Yeah, you know that's you so be, hard for me though. Yeah, that's hard. That's because like the same for me. I really think everyone has the potential to be amazing. Actually, no. I know it's like a stupid childhood dream. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're gonna push them. You're gonna bleed them. Right. And you know, in Fight Club, <laughs> yeah. At some point, you say, "I'm gonna push you. You're gonna hate me. You're gonna cry, but you're gonna do it." And yeah. I was thinking that it's cool, you know. Uh, I hope that someone can push me that way. And actually, it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't yeah. work. Because I had that guys, many guys that I pushed, and they went very far into that art. And at some point, like, it broke. Collapsed. Yeah, yeah the friendship and everything. And I was thinking, like, okay, I don't care if that guy is my friend anymore because I know that he reached a good artistical point, you know, yeah. goal. And the moment he left the shop, he stopped. And he just, like, get down into his... Yeah. So, you know, like, um, being able to draw something good doesn't make you being able to be a good artist. Actually, you are because you can handle, you have the shoulders. So it makes you being able to carry all that stuff. But, like... If you want to wake up late and if you want to play Elden Rings, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's that, man? How's it going, brother? <laughs> oh, we're just filming right now. We're we're closed actually. Yeah, we, we open up at yeah. noon. Oh, sorry, dude. We yeah, yeah. we're yeah. literally filming right now. Sorry, sorry man. Donald. You want to lock that? Kyla, can you lock the door? Tyler, what are you doing back there? Oh. You're so lucky you're working. How are your shoulders? Frail. <laughs> Frail. What can you carry, you think? It's empty I mean, listen, you, you know emotions. what? You've had direct experience with what I'm talking about. Because it, it my mindset might be unrealistic, like you're saying. You know, and I always like someone wants to come in and I'm like, I want to push you to your full potential. I want to find your breaking point. And the only way to find that is to go over it and then just come right back. And that's like where we should be. Um, yeah, I think like what you have like works well. I think like your the way you do your apprenticeships and how you teach people is very like. I don't want to say it's situational, but it kind of is. Like, your apprenticeship's not for everybody. I don't think so. Um, you well, definitely, like, weed out, like, if you're built for it or not, I think. What do you think about that concept in general? Um, 
I agree with both of you. Like, yeah, not everybody's built more for me. it. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't, Cam, I don't care. No, yeah. Um, but he also is right, too. Like, sometimes people may hit, like, uh, crashing points or everybody is different. Uh, like you said, like, it took you almost six years into it for you to start getting it together. So, yeah. you know, everybody's different. Um, it's about Tattooing's being a, a lot of pressure. It's about being a father, actually. Yeah. You know, a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, do you really want, like, if someone come to you and say, John, like, push me, for real, like, you know, get into it, like, you will be able to push him. Yeah. But no not what everybody do, wants that no, sometimes. No, actually, yeah, They no. want to be, like, mm. softly taught. And like, yeah. I, mean, I don't care. What I do now is, like, I don't care. I do my stuff, and I go for like more i do more stuff and i wait for people to ask me because yeah. when they ask they're ready that's and how he goes yeah to. you show the path and you wait right. and if they want to it's gonna be way more powerful for them i think yeah, it's more too. like attraction mm-hmm. yeah and you are like the things you do like you show to the people so like you're doing you're doing so many stuff like if they really want to see what is like high standard artist, they just have to look at you for real. So like if they want to follow your path, it's you're showing it. So it's easy for them. So if they don't want to do it, you will not make them. Yeah, it was kind of like that for me too. Cause I was like in a couple months in, and I was like, yo, this guy isn't teaching me shit. What the fuck's going on? And I realized I had to ask shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Am I going to be able to get out of my mom's house or what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to try. Mm. So we were talking about, and this kind of plays into this topic, uh, you know, artists versus craftsmen, we were saying. Now, like when training someone... What are you looking for? Well, I guess first let's define the the two, right? Because mm. you were kind of we were kind of saying that like an artist is someone like with the passion, doing the extra work, like creating. No, because you know? it can be a, a craftsman as well. I think what can be the real difference between artist and craftsman is pushing forward. No, forward is like in advance. Like, yeah, yeah, pushing forward your art. Seeking for something different, like making art getting better. Mm. You know, not like taking tattoos from Instagram and making them again. Even if you make it very well, you know, you're like a craftsman can have like a lot of techniques. Yeah, the technical aspect. Yeah, the yeah. very technical. So you can be a hard worker, very professional, uh, etc. And you can be a very bad human being artists yeah it's just like do you want to make some friends right. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter like as i told you caravaggio like this very famous 16th century painter he didn't have any friends at that time right. but it will be unfor- unforgettable yeah mm-hmm. you know because, because of his art. Yeah, because of his art. It was like focusing on his art and he made like this um, light and obscure paintings and he changed the game. For real, yeah. he changed the game. And at that time, um, all the other artists was just like, I, I can say this 
in front of the camera, but like you know the others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because like the the painting industry was the same than the tattoo industry, so yeah. you just like, and it w it's something that I told you. I'm just pissed off about all the artists that just go to being influenced by the guy who is the most charismatic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, and how can it be? Like, how can you be influenced by someone because he's charismatic instead of because he's a good artist? Yeah, I know it's like a utopic, right? <laughs> but for real, like, is doesn't get the game better. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just going to pay attention to this person because they're the most popular. Yeah, because it's fire. Right. And like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know in convention for example in convention you will have like that kind of noisy artist yeah it's yeah. like ah, yeah like a yeah like a <laughs> dude and a lot of times the best artists i don't even notice because their heads down yes they're working all day they haven't left their booth but i barely notice them no you know but i'll notice the fucking asshole yelling mm -hmm. And yeah, and they get the attention and they get the following. All of a sudden, this person becomes like a dictator of the of the, the art industry. Yeah, you know. And so many times we'll talk about here, like we'll find this artist on Instagram that is amazing, and they don't have a big following. No. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and they were hard to find in the first place. And they're very quiet and very right. hard workers. And yeah, right. just look at Phil. He's yeah. Super underrated. Even Nate. Yeah, even Nate. Like for what he does, like I'd say one of the best color artists down here. Which kind of sucks because it's almost like those people should get the rewards. They should, but yeah. they but they're not the loudest in the room, right? And they're never gonna be because they're so focused on their art. Like right. Phil's back there, head down, drawing, all day, every day, all day, every day, and it shows. Yeah. Same with Nate. Like he's he tattoos. He takes like two breaks a day, right? And he's back to tattooing. Yeah, right. we should make a social media where you, you can just rate the picture or the tattoo you see without the name on it. Mm. You know, like, you don't know where... Oh, don't know who, who did it. it. You're just... You know? No you're bias. just like, do you like yeah. the art? Like, right. just judging about the art. And because that's the way it should be. Not like, oh, I saw this guy and I hope he's gonna like me, so I'm gonna put a comment on it. Right. Like, yeah, your work is fire. And right. Uh, and then... I hope to see you at the next convention because I, I just want to be friends. Right. Because <laughs> a lot of times with these artists that are quieter, like I'll tell them like, you've already done the hardest part, mm -hmm. which is the artwork. It's amazing. Mm. And just the way the world works, you have to just be a little louder. And a lot of times they're like, I don't want to. No. They're like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. That shit is dumb. You know? And I'm like, damn. I respect you even more now, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's like, where's that line or that healthy balance? Because I've also seen amazing artists. They're not sometimes they're like not able to get busy. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone needs to know about you. Mm. Like, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with because I've seen people with crazy followings that not only does their artwork suck, but they suck <laughs> as a human, yeah. you know, yeah. Dude, even and I, even to the point where I'll like block them on Instagram. I'm like, yo, I can't hear any more of your garbage. It literally makes me more dumb. I'm losing yeah. brain cells. Yeah. yeah. Or or even just like to open the app and see them, and it makes me not feel good for five minutes. So that's not worth my fucking time. Uh, you know now. 
I mean, it's cool because you can do something else as artist, like making, as for example, as I do, like tattooing in a castle is not about art. Making like TikTok is not about art, but it's cool with it because like I think that for both of us, it helps us to feed our art. In the creative aspect. Yeah, in yeah. creative. Yeah. So that's cool, but you can also see a lot of people on, because you try to be creative, you're like, you, you have the narrative and, you know, yeah. everything, but you, you see all, all that tattooists on TikTok, they're just like uh, doing stuff like this or just yeah. like bouncing over the camera and that's not creative, you know, yeah. you're just like following the trend and it's, exactly the opposite that we are supposed to do yeah so i think that the next game changer can work actually how i, I don't know right right <laughs> now would you say like in your shop you would t you would hire artists and craftsmen mm. or yeah 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 okay. because it's not bad to be craftsmen you, right. you can be a very good craftsman and i think that some clients need them because yeah. if you want like a traditional rose, it's okay. Like I, I, I will never judge on like what you can love as aesthetics. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times the craftsmen can handle a lot of different styles. Yeah. Because they've just worked on the technical aspects of mm -hmm. the styles. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll see the artist trying new things a mm -hmm. little more. And maybe even failing more than the craftsmen yeah, because course. they're they're trying to mm. produce something new. Mm. You know, we'll see we'll see some of the difference. I think some of the things that I might notice um, are the artists are staying late to draw. Mm. You know, they're typically the ones coming up to me and saying like, "Have you seen this? This is new. I've never you know whatever." Mm. Uh, right? Yeah. Maybe the craftsmen are showing me like techniques about the machine or how they yeah, are able to pull a straighter line or their fades. And I think like that technical with their equipment. Yeah. Eligible. I think that an artist can also work without a pencil, without a paper. Mm. You know, like when you're an artist, you can just like go outside and just working in your head. Actually, because since I'm doing architecture, I'm always working yeah <laughs> always right like i'm listening to audiobooks for example about like king's history and then i'm gonna look some tv show like i don't know game of thrones just like game of thrones i, I take screenshots of the architecture and blah, blah blah and i'm always working always because it's just like thinking about it and i think it's one of the main differences actually is just, just like try to improve, try to think and try to find new stuff. And I mean, that's cool. Like it's about having um concept. Right. Like the, the bottom of it, it's having a concept. We had that conversation with Dan. He, he made like a funny video about a guy who is tattooing with a compass. You saw it? Yeah. It's like a shitty scratcher. And yeah. the guy is like laying down and he's making a round with oh, a compass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you saw it? Yeah, he's and going viral right now. That yeah, guy. yeah, he's going viral. And so Dan was like, no, it's not a tattooist. And, and, and I said, okay, I can understand it. Like, it's um, badly done. Horrible. 
horrible <laughs> and it's like nothing relatable to to the tattoo industry but um maybe is showing that tattooing can have another concept you know that you can go um forward and just like looking to something else so it it's made in a bad way but it's just like showing a new path yeah and that's cool because at some point maybe someone will say like okay so we can do something different and like with another aspect another knowledge another i don't know but like well done yeah and maybe fine-tune it build off someone else's trial Mm-mm. yeah Have you tried anything new? Always. Like what? Uh, uh. <laughs> I want to. I've been trying to get into the calligraphy stuff. Trying new styles and that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm trying to like push the blacks in my tattoos too. I'm trying to follow like the rule of thirds and everything now. Nice. Try different theories. Yeah. But that's craft. Different. Uh, <laughs> that's craft. Trying like different ink setups, everything. Yeah. Constantly trying something. Would you say you're an artist or a craftsman? Um, I'd say right now a craftsman. I'm trying to improve the artistic side of things. I've always struggled with creating. That's why I drew like realism before, like tattooing. Because so I've always like been able to like replicate what I see, but to create something is a little difficult for me. Do you have patience? Yeah, I have a lot of patience. Some of my ballpoints take me months to do. Okay. Months. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <Go> too long. <laughs> what do you... Go sorry, ahead. sorry. No, I was going to change the subject. <laughs> you should just close Instagram and go to some museums. Yeah. For real. Like, try to change the source of, of like, references and yeah. stuff. Yeah, for real. Like, mm-hmm. Instagram is just about people copying people, copying people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go to somewhere else. Like, find your real, how do you call it, passion? Yeah, or like, inspiration. Yeah, so. fi- find yeah. the thing that is, like... I'm trying to, like, only follow, like, people that are freehanding stuff right now. Like, I'm, like, like Brandon Herrera. Like, people are doing, like, crazy, like, bio-organic, freehanded stuff. Or, like, even, like, your work. Like, people are doing, like... Freehand, uh, man. Did you dollars. get to watch him freehand that sleeve? Yeah, it was crazy. It was super cool. Did you ask questions or you're too shy? You've asked a couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try not to bug him too much. I saw a guy, like, just, just to show you that you can just open your mind because, like, there is no limits. I saw a guy, he was making, like, bioorganic by taking the thing that can project the projector. Yeah. Like mm. Projector and... In front of the projector, uh, in front of the light, he was taking leaves from the trees mm-hmm. and he just put the leaves and the leaves was projecting on the canvas mm-hmm. and it was just like making lines following the leaves. That's cool. They gave him like a basic shape and he just What's ran the limit? Like yeah. the limit is just your ima- imagination. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty cool getting like a projector and setting it up on yeah. somebody. And I'm sure that he haven't seen it on Instagram. I have not. 
copy yeah, that guy cool. now. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a projector. <laughs> but he can Cam open shows the up with a bunch of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. We're like, you missed the concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hanging them in front of the box. Like, <laughs> making hand puppets and shit. Like, right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Holy shit. That was good. That was a dog. <laughs> Yeah, in this shop, though, you'd have someone, like, all of a sudden you'd see a big dick. dick. In front of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't work, guys. ball sacks on your client's yeah. forehead. Yeah. Now, what about, like, working with clients? Because we'll, I'll, like, go to your Instagram, and it's all castles. It's all cool shit. It's all architecture. And it's obviously all stuff you want to do, right? No. No? No, no. All right. Well, it appears, it appears, that's cool. It mm. appears to be that. Cause I know a lot of artists, including myself or myself early on, you know, I have these clients. I'm like, yo, like I want to do cool stuff, but I feel like my clients don't want cool stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All Cam's clients out there. You know? Get some cool shit. <laughs> but it's like, how do I work with the client? but also get cool artwork as a result. I don't know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to find out. Um, I think first, like um, many people who's not into architecture would just like have a look on my job and say just, oh, okay, it's all about castle. But mm. actually all like, Architecture, you know, like you have like uh, the cinema, I think is the seventh art and dancing is like the five and you know, like oh, you gotcha. have all that yeah. classification of arts. Uh, architecture is the first one. So like, boom, because it's number one, number one architecture, yeah. because it's the first thing that human being made, right. you know, like before painting all over the wall, we made roofs. Built a wall. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it was just like branches to right. like, and it was the first thing that human being made. So architecture is really an art. And when you are into architecture, you can find many differences between my tattoos. Like for example, the Slavic roofs are not the same that the Islamic walls. And so when I take a look of my medieval architecture, they're not the same at all. For right. me, it's like completely different. But for someone that doesn't know about it it will be everything about castle right. so for me first of all it's very different and then i refuse the client that will just like come to me and say i love your work do whatever you want interesting because like it's not respectful for the client i i remember when i was a very young apprentice i saw that diagram is that correct yeah with you know the circles like three circles and you have to aim the point where all the circles are together. Gotcha. So there was like three circles. One was the clients, the other was the symbol, and the other was the tattooists. Yeah. And for example, the client would come to me and say, I don't care, do whatever you want. It's just like, I know I want your job. It's all about the tattooist circle. And you forget the clients and you forget the symbol. And that's shit. Like, it's not going to make a good tattoo. So you have to find, like, okay, so you like my designs. Thank you. It right. touches you. I'm grateful. Now, tell me who you are. It's going to be the client. And tell me what you want. And it's going to be the symbol. And 
it's what I told you. It had constraint, constraint to my art, and it's gonna make me better because the client will say to me, for example, I had a client. He was um, learning about bird stuff or um, ornithology. So um, and he was learning ornithology in a city in France called Strasbourg. Okay. And he wanted me to make something. And in Strasbourg, we have that massive cathedral. And inside the cathedral, the um, org, how do you call it? The, the organ. 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 Yeah, yeah. The organ is a very specific shape, which is called the sparrow shape. Okay. And the guy is learning about birds. Gotcha. And he was learning in Strasbourg. So we made that massive piece about an organ that was so medieval architecture with all the roads, window uh, on the side that make like winds, you know? Mm. And it gave something very special that I was not able to think by myself. Right, because you wouldn't have known that about yeah, him. Yeah, and like it's going to give like a very special tattoo for him and just for him and I have my place in it because it's my art. Right. So everything is respected and that works. So every time I have like a client that want me to um, to make something good for them, I have to ask them first: What do you want? Why do you want? Who are you? And yeah, and, and it gives them some self-expression. Yeah, on them. of course. Sometimes it's tough when I get a client and they're like, "Do whatever you want," mm. because I'm like, "I don't know you," <laughs> you know, and it's probably not true. Right. Mm -mm. If I'm like, all right, yeah, let's just put a bunch of hateful stuff with a bunch of nudity. Like they're probably going to be like, well, not anything. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and it gives the same if you're just taking the other circles, for example, like the client who don't respect the circle of the client or neither the, the circle of the tattooist it will be all about the circles of the symbol. What is going to happen is going to like be the children names. Right. You know, it's all about the symbol. You don't care about the, the aesthetic or neither right. or the about you, you know. Yeah. It's just like you're going to have this. But like the same thing, for example, like the children names, if you respect the artist, is going to say, okay, I can do something better because I have that knowledge in art. And if I just look about you as well, like, okay, you choose cool name for your children, but I'm sure that your children doesn't care about their name. Right. <laughs> like... If I get tattooed John over me, will you be... <laughs> right, right. You know, like, you don't care about your name. Yeah. But, like, if I want to get a tattoo over you, like, I will search something else, you know, like... Right. Like, more in the style. Yeah. More in about you, like... It's, and it's everything like this. Like, you take the three circles and you can try to respect the client one, the artist one, and the symbol one. Right. And if you find to reach them all, it's gonna be a good tattoo, and that's why, like for example, many of the craftsmen doesn't respect it because, like, it's all about um, flashes. Mm. And how can you respect the client like pre-drawn designs with a pre-drawn design? Right. Like here, I have a bunch of designs you can choose from that I made without yeah. meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> and you try to find one that belongs to you a little bit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it can like be cool because like I had this. Mm, yeah. But actually, if I do something for you, it's going to be different and it's going to be more into you. 
So yeah, I think it's the only way to be a good tattoo artist. What about a client that just wants to get tattooed by you because they like you and they want the experience? So like that's like what the meaning is about. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a talk with them. I'm right. gonna learn like you're still are. gonna find yeah. some yeah. yeah, yeah. I did it very often. Yeah. Each time. Because yeah, I was telling Oh, go ahead. They're, uh, they're pretty much your gallery. Do you want, when someone asks them about your work, they're like, oh, I just love his work, so I got it. No. Explain why you got it, mm-hmm. and that shows a lot about you. Yeah. So everybody you tattoo is a walking, talking gallery, and you want to explain to them why we did this. Mm. Not just, it looks cool. Yeah. So I, I absolutely respect Like, that. where did you grow up? Yeah. You know, like, um, maybe you went into holidays at your grandmother's places, And there was like that cathedral, that building, that castle, that that thing. Like, you know, architecture is really the place where human being belongs to. Like it holds us like in a geographical place. You know, it's strong. Like we all have that place that reminds us something, you know. We are like living on that flat surfaces. We have many buildings. When I will think about my um, journey into... USA, of course, I will have some architectural memories about, yeah. like, you know, when I come from there, I just aim that building here. Yeah. So I, I like, realized that there was, like, that gray squares over the building, yeah. so I can recognize that building, you know? Yeah. And you have, like, palm tree everywhere, and it creates something. And it's the place we're living in, so it belongs to you quite. Yeah, you get more experience, more... Stored images in the head. This is a crack house right by my head. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those are nothing squares down here. Yeah. <laughs> you got this basement tattoo because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> now, because I was telling you I was exploring some artists and certain artists I found will only tattoo certain parts of the body and they'll only <laughs> do certain designs, right? Like I will only tattoo faces. I will only tattoo, you know, animals. I mean, what do you think about that? <laughs> I just saw your eyebrow raise. <laughs> I will only tattoo four arms. Yeah. And I will only tattoo good-looking girls. Right. What do you think about it? <laughs> How can it be, like, for real? Yeah. How can it be? I, I don't understand. Like, if we are tattooists, our job is to transform people. Hmm. That's it. Like... It's too easy to take like good looking girls because it's gonna make like good pictures. Yeah. You're a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Like I love having um hard skins and difficult places because actually it what it makes you become a good tattooist. Mm. Otherwise, like of course forearm, of course all the time the same is gonna look good. You know it. So keep keep going. Right, and I so I was thinking about that. Like, if I only tattooed forearms, I would miss other body parts. Of course. Like, even though I fucking hate tattooing necks, the end product is so cool. (laughs) So cool. Mm -mm. Or even a big rib piece, you know? Nightmare. I like, love it. And for me, I'm like, oh, you're going <laughs> to yeah. be fucking miserable. You're going to yeah, be in pain. You're going to sweat. You're going to cry. You're going right. like, to it's, it's a nightmare. You're going to smell it, weird. Like, yeah, it's whatever. It's so big, so huge. When the people do this, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you when know? they stretch, it gets yeah. twice as big. Yeah. But it looks cool. I love it. Like, 
our job is to transform people, yeah. not to put the design we were wanking in, you know, yeah. because like you're just a wanker illustrator <laughs> right. and you love your work and you love your design because actually you're not a tattooist, you're just an illustrator that tried to win money. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just gonna put your design on someone and you're not respectful for the clients. Right. Just like the client want to be transformed. And that's what we do. Yeah, and even with like hands, faces, fingers, feet, like I've seen a lot of artists turn that down. Mm -hmm. You know, and man, you come in and you want to get your face tattooed. (laughs) Yo, I'm I'm so excited. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, I'll go through the proper channels. You know, I'll make sure, you know, you're of age and Mm. like clean. Yeah, (laughs) sober, conscious decisions. Right, but if everything lines up, like I'm really excited because I think it's it's cool, mm. you know. And I know a lot of societies and cultures might typically look down on that stuff. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know, even if even with like the fingers is a big debate. Like some people are like, no, it'll never stay. But it's like, well, let's choose a simple design that mm. has a good chance of staying. Mm. And maybe if it doesn't heal correctly, you come back and we'll just touch it up. But the reality is, like with a finger, if you come back enough times, that fucker will be in there. Mm. You can you can get it done. And it's like maybe you just don't have the experience of doing that, mm. you know, or a palm tattoo Mm-mm. or like learning how to like dot stuff in rather than just bold. Like it's more work. Sure. But sometimes that produces the best result, Mm-mm. you know, because you earned it like you tried hard. And, and a lot of times. It just seems like people are looking for the shortcut. Yeah, but we're not supposed to. Like, as an artist, if you want to get tattooed, will you prefer, like, a tattooist will show you, like, a uh, pre-drawn design, like a book of them, like, choose right. choose what, what do you want? Or just, like, a tattooist will say, okay, um, if I want to watch the design, I will go to on you. At the end, I just want to have the wall feeling. You know, like it's like yeah. transcending. Right. And it's something that I try to do every time. When I just like look at my canvas, I'm gonna like, okay, how can I have the war effect? Like at right. the end, I just want to look at my tattoo and say, yeah, and have the wow factor. You know? Yeah. Because it's something that I want my tattooist to do over me. Right. And I think it's normal. Like, if you do something on someone, you want to have like, I have this example, a friend of mine, he was doing, is always transcending designs. If you ask for him a flower here, how do you call like the thing under the flower? Vine? That the stem. The stem? Yeah. Okay, so the stem is like a licking drop going over the foot. Yeah. You know, so and it's like very clean and very, yeah. and you just have the flowers, but when you see it, you recognize it and you say like, whoa. Right. You know, it's something that's art. Right. Something and added. I prefer it. So actually, you we have like to like, fuck it. Yeah. You, you look at the design, you say, I'm going to make, I'm going to transform you. Right. Because it has become so much about the presentation. And what I mean by that is like the Instagram, the, the non-reality that's being created. So a lot of these factors, like people getting more and more and more specific, I think it's in their head so that they can create. It's the not best. gonna last, right? 
it's not gonna last. Like the real ones recognize the real art. Yeah, yeah. You know it. Like okay, you can have millions of followers, and I and I know some of them. They have like thousand and thousand followers, and they are not booked. Yeah. And I know some artists that I have like six thousand followers, and they're booked over than a year. Yeah. You know, it's it, it depends what you wait for. Like being right. famous, okay, keep going. That small tattoo that will gonna look shit in in a year. But if you try to make something more, and actually, I think that if we try to remember artists after, you know, like being unforgivable, unforgivable, yeah. it's not gonna be the the Instagram tattooist. Right. Interesting. What do you think about that, Cam? It's pretty true. <laughs> pretty true? Yeah. Copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing like a consultation and someone brings you like a photo reference, you like say, no, I don't want to see it. Let's talk. What kind of reference are, are you talking about? Like just like other examples or, oh, I want it done like this. I want this style. I want this. You'd be like, there is not really a other tattooists doing my stuff. So I'm very lucky about it. Yeah. They never send me references about other tattooists. Actually, some of the time it's my tattoo mm -hmm. that just give me um, an example about the design they want. And after that, it's going to be like, I love this cathedral, I love this city, I went there, and it's all about real buildings, real architecture. Yeah. So... It's all open for me. I try to destroy the architecture, find some ornamental stuff in it that I think it's interesting. I just play over the scales, actually, like taking big parts, making it small, taking yeah. small parts, making it big, like, and try to building something new over it. That's awesome. What country do you think has the best tattooers? <sighs> Russia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are all artists. Different question. <laughs> what country do you think has the cleanest tattooers? The most hygienic? Ah, the most hygienic? I think France and Germany. Yeah, the legislation there is very, very hard. Yeah. Mm -mm. We were even talking about like the reach policies yeah. and different mm -mm. Yeah, concerns that people have with that. It was cool when I went over to your shop. I'm so used to being familiar with every product. Mm. <laughs> like I didn't know any of the <laughs> like the alcohol even was in like a metal container mm. right mm -hmm. and you know over here it's always plastic and you get attached to these these visuals these branding these packaging mm. and I was like you know like I'm like I've been tattooing like a long a pretty long time and I don't know what any of this fucking stuff is dude. can I show you something maybe you will cut it after like yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I explain to you ah, don't move <laughs> So in France, yeah, <laughs> you can have... Can pay attention. Yeah. I'm watching. You can't have that kind of container. Okay. Because even if you have something antibacterial in it, like here, you, you're going to have like life developing in it. In the so curve, in the bend? Yeah, here, because you can't mechanically wash it. Gotcha. So you... You should have in France. We will have like small bottle like this, but with a hole in it. So you just like 
put a little bit of water. Right. Do you remember? Yeah. And then you can take like something and once a week. So you take this, you put on some like product to clean it and to make it sterilized. And then you, within the wall, the hole, you just clean it. But here you can't put something in to wash it. So you will have like some, you know, you can build up. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. something like a little bit viscous, you know, yeah. like, and actually it's life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that kind of continent in France is forbidden. Gotcha. Damn, we're dirty. Did you know that, Cam? Well, I don't even use that bottle. So. <laughs> <laughs> what What else? Have you noticed anything else? Uh, yeah, green soap is forbidden in France. Because it's green? Because <laughs> in the airport, they didn't let me bring any green bottles. No? No. The real thing? They were mad. I even had Perrier. I was like, I thought you guys love this shit. This <laughs> <laughs> Irish Spring soap. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> no green soap. No green soap. We we only use uh, antibacteriological soap. Right. Like um, medical for hospitalization, and it's something that you first clean. So you have to clean the skin twice with um, antibacterial soap, and then you will put like a antibiological spray over it right twice as uh, actually and then you let it dry and then you can tattoo yeah i remember the first thing i asked is i was like yo how do you guys do things over mm. here because i want to <laughs> do it how you do it and you told me that you're like you know we we clean we shave we clean we clean again mm. and then we're ready mm. and i'm like all right cool mm. i was just having fun using the different products i was like cool and then i just spray them with this shit <laughs> you know whatever <laughs> But that was good because you've seen it all. You have guest artists from all different countries, mm. and you've probably gotten to see a bunch of different methods for that, right? Yeah, some good, yeah. some bad. Yeah, yeah. Like actually, the um, Eastern Europe are almost the same rules every cool. time. Like very similar in Germany, France, a little bit in Italy, Spain. Right. Like in Spanish convention, for example, you like in um you have glasses over you. Like people can cough over your gotcha. canvas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's quite different because you can go that close of the tattooist, but it's I think better because like they are trying to make legislation over your shop. But when you go to the convention, you have like people, <laughs> I love your design. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or like touching you. Like, yeah. Yeah, How touching. do you make them? <laughs> yeah. Well, that feels cool. <laughs> no bumps. But what about like uh, paper towel, ink cap, like all these things we use that aren't sterile? What do you? But it's clean. Okay. We don't have to being s sterile. Or the piercer have to. Right. The tattooists were not gonna deep enough to be sterile. It just have to be very very clean. Right. Mm. Just careful because mm. I'll get that like all the time. Like I'll have, you know, maybe someone comes up. We actually either made a video or we're gonna make a video. Oh, we didn't make it yet, but whatever. The they'll like complain about one thing and then you see them be dirty in like another aspect. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm -mm. I think it's great to try to improve anywhere we can. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's cool to hear other methods and, like, you know, see what works and, and what doesn't. Sometimes I think it's a little bit overkill, but I've noticed, like, with myself, 
simpler is better. Mm -mm. Like if I can just keep it like as simple as possible, there's less chance for uh, negative things to happen. That's right? my client. Oh, nice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But shit, that distracts me. I lost my. Time. I was gonna go somewhere. <laughs> just pretend I said something real good. Real good. Yeah, so you can just cut it and then do the hall being like, whoa, my mind's blown. <laughs> We're going to probably wrap it up in a second since this client got here. Mm -hmm. I feel like you've just been a spectator this episode. Yeah, I mean, fascinating. I'm just listening, to be honest. Yeah. Right. It's been a good one. No, I'm not saying I'm it's a bad I'm super thing. interested. I didn't want to look at the board. <laughs> well, I was saying, yeah, we did touch everything. I wanted to know how long was it into tattooing before you started to do like the architectural stuff or did, were you doing that from the start? Two years, two years and a half. At first I was really doing everything because the, the apprenticeship I made was doing realism, color, and I think it's very important to know a little bit of everything because if you start doing your stuff instantly at some point you will miss something because sometimes it's just like making something that you don't really like and it's like, actually I like it. Or at some point you will, because I was not making um, shading with Magnum at first. I was always whipping and mm. like dot work and stuff. And now that I'm doing like kind of stone stuff that I do, sometimes I do like kind of not realism, but like gray shading mm -hmm. stuff. And I like it and I enjoy it a lot. With the mag. Yeah, with the yeah. mag. And if I was listening to me before... I will not be able to do it because I will not be able to learn it at first. So yeah, at first I was like doing a little bit of everything and I, I'm quite happy to be able to talk about color, for example, like all the other stuff. And then little by little you go to, like you find your way, but to find it you have to open them all first. Mm -hmm. And what was it like, like getting in? Like when you decided that you wanted to start doing that? Yeah, I I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, just it's just like flow, you know. You at some point you change something, and then I think it's the clients that choose for you because they know where you're the best. Because you pay more attention when you like something. And then you go more into it and you try harder. Yeah. And then and it shows in tattoo. Yeah, you yeah. can see it. Mm -hmm. It's real. Like if, if I if I go over your page, I will do like, okay, this one is fire. And maybe it's going to be the one that you prefer actually yeah. the more. Because it, it was You can the tell one like the extra yeah. effort was put into it. Yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes your clients see things in you that you don't. Mm -mm. Or maybe you've just forgot. True. Right? Yeah, they chose for you. If you could, ch if you could give Cam some feedback on his tattooing or mindset, what w what would it be? Um, actually, I made it. You made it? Yeah, I said to you like it's it's only like you know it's dropped, <laughs> and I and I I do nothing after, but it's just like stop going on Instagram. Like we can see that you're too. Um, referenced by Instagram like yeah. stop going over it you're going to look the same than the other one and like try to find other inspirational source like it was real when I told you go to a museum yeah. because like a museum is not 
you know, watching paint on the wall. It's just like about other artists that making other stuff that is not into your world. And maybe you will be able to like collapse them. So it's why I love going, for example, on uh, Michelin star restaurants, because actually it's not restaurants. There are artists making right. a edible exhibit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And you will have colors and you will have textures and you will have contrast. And actually when you look at it, you're like, okay, we're doing the same job. Right. There's <laughs> just taste way better. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, true. <laughs> and it's the same. Like the plates are beautiful. The place the decoration is amazing and if you go to an exhibit it will gonna be the same like uh, in museum you will reach some other artists but not in your world and actually i'm very at first when i when i started to make architecture i was very afraid because i was not able anymore to find a solution on instagram and it's hard because like you're like oh fuck i have to do it but i don't know if it's gonna be if it's gonna look good on Instagram, you have tons of artists that already tried it. So you have a prepared um, recipe, mm -hmm. you know? But when you're alone, it's fucking scary. And then you try and you try again and you try again. And the thing that I enjoyed the most was buying books because actually I had so many things in books that was not on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I can do this and I can do this. And it was like popping everywhere. And just like by going somewhere else than the places tattooists are, just leave the tattoo world. Actually, it's the only... Like, there is so many tattooists. How can you find something new mm. over the tattoo yeah. world? Yeah. Everything's almost been made. Everything is made. But like going to the other art, like I don't know, there is dance, there there is music, there is like cinema, there is a, a comics book. Comics book is a, something like pretty obvious. That's why like so many artists went there. But like go to a fucking museum, you will see sculpture, you will see like other world that works. It's pretty good feedback. We going on a field trip, boys. If you had to give Lahal feedback <laughs> and don't be a pussy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he went with a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Like, I, and you can, you can see it. You can see that in the tattoo industry we try to mix art. Like I, I saw Ricky making some sculptures because like you have that statues and it works over a, a tattoo industry. Like when you're like making statues, yeah. Poseidon, gods. And it can be so cool to make it with other stuff. You know, like, try it. Cam's like, don't put your eye on the scope. <laughs> <laughs> you have no feedback? <laughs> you don't want to help him? I don't think he needs my help. Right. I need everyone's help. No, but I think a great tool is to give each other feedback. Mm, yeah. You know, we always say here, like, yo, you want to compliment, call your fucking mom. No. You know, it's not going to help you at all. No. So it's like, where can we improve? And I like it because it's a new thing for you, but you started to give me feedback sometimes. Yeah. When you feel like well, we're having a good day together. Yeah. And we I can finally feel like I can pull a clean line. <laughs> I was like, maybe I could put some input in. Right, but I know a lot of times society is kind of like that, but you don't have to... 
you don't even have to be good at tattooing to help another tattooer. Yeah. You know, and hopefully a good tattooer can remain teachable to those that are less experienced. Because I hate that when you can't. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not listening to you. I've been tattooing way longer. I'm way better. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. Mm -mm. Get hit by a bus. True. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, from what I've seen from La Hall, everything's super cool. No, I no, think that like the <laughs> it it is like a like the freehand process. Like oh! I said, like <laughs> I'm getting into like like all the freehand artists and stuff. So yeah. it's cool to see it in person. Um, it's cool to see like an end result in person too. It's cool to see your stuff in person. It's cool to see the process. I didn't realize how much you put into it uh, until seeing it in person. It's really, like, super cool because I really didn't realize how much you actually put into it. <laughs> like, seeing the, like, the hand-drawn and then freehanding. You saw the sketchbook? Yeah, the sketchbook. It's just, it's super cool. It kind of is, like, an eye-opener to, like, you know, to, you can do more for your tattoos and for your client. But I don't play to other than rings. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> sorry. sorry for you. I want to. These are the sacrifices yeah, we have to make. Of course. Give me a second life. Maybe I will. No, actually, I will not. Right. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I didn't have to sleep mm. so I could play video games. No, I will not. I will not play two video games. I have other stuff to do first. <laughs> Listen, you're playing Just Hogwarts. It's research, baby. That's right. What it is. Yeah. Right, the whole thing's in a castle. Yeah. <laughs> Think I do this shit for fun? Right. Yeah, I'm working right now. <laughs> you can't do that. Cam's like, oh, I'm Fortnite. You have to build shit. So like <laughs> I'm, ma I'm making the castles, right? <laughs> Like I found my passion. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been here a week, right? Yeah, and a week more. And a week, you got a week left. What do you think so far? Would you come back? Will you invite me? Yeah, you're invited right now. Okay, so <laughs> I don't care what Cam said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, will I will be very, very happy to come again. There will. There is some stuff that I was not expecting to love that much in USA, actually. Yeah. For real, like, um, not about architecture. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Everything's new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah not like that good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything's just square. It's quick. They want to <laughs> get it up quick. Everything looks like a shipping container down here. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, true. It's all about, like, architects want to mark something in history and like, not going together. Yeah. You know, but, like... I loved the um, mindsets, and I oh yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, about you guys here or the rest of the the guys are the same, but I love how there is that open mind about having ideas, right? In general, that is not the same in France. That is maybe too much conservative. Yeah. People are like stuck in their ways almost. Yeah, if you see someone trying something new, maybe we'll like be jealous or mm. you know, like it's judging downplay, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you will have more that kind of win win concept that we're right. talking about. Like, okay, your idea is cool, maybe I can help you to go forward because like if you go forward and if you have some kind of success, maybe I will have part of it and 
I don't care about sharing it because you will help me as well. So that's cool. In France, it's like, okay, so this guy is making a video in a castle and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder. And I like the way you guys here are just like sharing everything and trying to improve themselves. Uh, I really enjoy it. Awesome. Mm -mm. It's nice to hear. Yeah, we got to get Cam over to France. Okay. I'd Check it do. out. I know some cool shops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you got to brush up on your French. You know yeah. any French? Bonjour. <laughs> cool. That's enough. He's like, he's like no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. Fries. <laughs> Fromage. 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 Baguette. Croissant. I'm just fine. Right. <laughs> I'm, just fine. I'm, I'm Italian. Italian. I'm You're Italian. Mm -hmm. Okay. My last name is Fonte. Okay. Nice. I don't speak any Italian. I know nothing <laughs> in Italian as well. Mm. Oh, I man. can read an Italian menu. <laughs> Pasta. <laughs> Fluently. <laughs> oh, penny out of vodka. I speak that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird accent. <laughs> you going for Super Mario? This <laughs> 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 me, you man. Ooh, that was good. Right. Anything hey. else, Danny? I think we got it all. Cool. <laughs> I guess Cam, you can shut us down. Give it to French. us with your best French yeah. accent. <laughs> no. Come on, bro. Have some respect for a fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> Give me like a quick, how would you sign us off? Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Well, you know how to say, <laughs> you know how to say thank you, right? No. Merci. 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 Merci et au revoir. Merci, merci et au revoir. Au revoir. You're doing a spell? <laughs> 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 and that's all, folks. Uh, and then you ended it with an American quote. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. We're good. We're good. Thumbnail.